Hello and welcome to Soulful Sessions, the show that creates a space for people to chat openly about spirituality, personal growth and share their life experiences. We care about allowing people to open up authentically and share their soul. I hope you'll join me on this journey of bringing authentic and conscious content to the world through the voice of my incredible guests. If you love our stuff, remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit us up at SoulfulBod on Instagram. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) No, do you want to give everyone a little introduction of of who you are and what it is you do? Um, So who am I? Um, I'm Mel and what do I do? Uh, So I'm a self-connection self-connection coach and uh, I'm also a certified NLP master and hypnotherapist Mm. that's really hard to say Uh, (laughs) and I'm also a bit of a nerd about quantum physics and I love linking the two together so so how, how do you actually link those those all together then in terms of you know what it what it is that you actually do as part of your career So the quantum field is like this wonderful place where you get to be like where you get to expand yourself and you get to expand your consciousness and you get to become more than you are. Well, we all are more than we think we are anyways. And that's why I kind of had a moment when you asked me, like, so who are you and like, what do you do? Because obviously I define myself as I'm Mel, but that's just a label, that's language. But outside of that, I'm so much more than that. And we all are. And so that's kind of how I link the two together, because obviously the way people operate, we all kind of operate out of habit, um, habits that have been Mm. created through like how the way we grew up, the people that were around us, our experiences, you know, they kind of become automatic and like the way we live our everyday life is very habitual. So when we come around like a corner in life or like we have a challenge, often we try and resolve those things and make decisions according to our habitual way of being. And that's when I come in, when my clients come to me and they're like, oh, I like, I don't know what to do about this or this is bothering me. I want to change this. I like to work on expanding them out of their habitual way of being. And one of the tools that I love to use is something called quantum linguistics, which is basically really confusing language that is designed to get you out of your habitual way of thinking and get you into the quantum soup where everything and anything is possible and you aren't, you're no longer limited by your identity, basically. I hope that made sense. <laughs> no, that was that was so fascinating. Like it just just as a start, I'm like fuck's sake, this episode's gonna go on for ages. Because <laughs> um, I'm like all my head, I'm like whoa, loads of questions <laughs> going on. But like, okay, so like for people that may be watching and they're thinking, okay, talking about this idea of the quantum, you know, field. What what actually is that? And and obviously, you've talked about how you integrate that into your into your coaching. But what what actually is the quantum field? And like, how is it that it's this area of like limitless potential okay so the quantum field I like to kind of talk about it as this space which exists outside of language so 
we define our reality and the way we perceive everything is kind of through language. Like if you think about it, if you remove language, how do you communicate? How do you make sense of anything? And language is, is amazing to make sense of your reality, but it's also extremely limiting in a way. And mm. if, you're, um, if you speak uh, several different languages uh, and maybe like you know the difference between your native language and the language you speak in your everyday life, for example, uh, then you kind of know this, you probably know this, that there is like slight differences in the way words give meaning to a certain thing. Does that mm. make sense? Mm. Yeah, yeah, totally. And in that sense, you start to realize that actually language is quite limiting and you can never fully describe an experience through language. And then there's the whole concept of perception. So what I describe as blue, you might see it red, actually, but I don't know because I don't see through your eyes and you don't see through my eyes. So the quantum field is like this, this space that exists outside of language where like all possibilities exist. If you, t if you talk in terms of science, it's basically the world of the very, very, very small Uh, what we called quanta, which is, I think, the smallest, uh, like the smallest we can go in terms of, of science. So cool. So cool. And how, how did you like find yourself like led into this path, you know, into this, this like journey that you wanted to take? Because obviously, you know, quantum physics is a very niche area. And then obviously re relating that to, to your coaching and NLP, like, and hypnotherapy, how did you get to that point in your life was like, this is this is what I want to do. And uh, this is what is going to be something that I create a career out of. So it was it was kind of, it kind of happened by accident. It just so happened that I was always fascinated by understanding how the world works and how the universe works and how the mind works. And from quite quite early on in my like well late teenage years I would say I found myself like fascinated with like Stephen Hawking and like people like that mm. and just then I kind of discovered my my purpose which was to I really wanted to help people that's what really literally lit my soul on fire like helping other people and then I went through my own my own journey and then I was like okay like I went from a really bad bad place to a place where I'm really happy so now I want to help people and along this journey through different uh different things uh one of them being ayahuasca where I got to explore things beyond words <laughs> yeah 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 I had I had someone on a oh one of my first episodes and he, he talked about his experience and it's you know very hard to put it into words <laughs> yeah And so I realized, wow, there is so much more to this. There is so much more to this. And then it kind of happened. I started getting interested in manifestation. And then through manifestation, I discovered the science behind it, uh, behind the law of attraction with the law of entanglement. And all those things leading to another, I just started to realize there is like, there is a way to link this. And I love talking about this stuff with manifestation which is a little bit you know for a lot of people they see it as like this woo woo hippie stuff 
Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. for me, it was like I found this passion into like researching the science behind it and telling those people who function only understand the world only through science. Well, actually, this is the science behind it. So that's kind of how things started happening. And then through my NLP training as well, it just so happened that my, my trainer is also quite interested into the quantum field and all this stuff. And obviously, we also learned this, uh, this thing called quantum linguistics. So it kind of all came together. And mm. it's not like it's not the only thing I do. Like I don't use quantum physics throughout my practice, or at least not, you know, not consciously sometimes. But yeah, it's definitely something that fascinates me because everything is connected. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So when you have have clients and they come to you with, um, you know, with certain things that they maybe want to discuss or certain issues, how is it you bring in healing practices with quantum physics and law of attraction how do you sort of bring those in through actual advice towards them so usually usually I don't go in and say to them okay we're gonna like mm -hmm. let's do some quantum stuff <laughs> <laughs> um, it usually happens in the form of I'm gonna ask you some very confusing questions right now <laughs> and you're gonna you're probably gonna get to a point where your mind is gonna go like what Scram scrambled egg like <laughs> yeah <laughs> and this is kind of how it happens so it will be like for example like um when I'm trying to expand someone out of their identity because I feel like their identity is restricting them um it will be like okay like so who are you and they mm. will reply something like uh their name for example like I'm Mel mm. so who are you that's more than Mel uh, then they'll come out with like low level stuff like I'm a mother I'm a coach I'm a whatever and then I'm like and who are you that's more than that and then they expand slowly and they're like well I'm I'm an infinite being and then but who are you that's more than that and then then you go like I'm the universe and then who are you that's more than that and then like then there's no language to explain that and that's when yeah. they're like completely expanded into the quantum field and in that moment there is absolutely nothing that restricts you so suddenly you have access to all possibilities and that's kind of what happened in the quantum field like there is um it's been kind of proven through science that what you observe is what happens and what you measure for is the result that you get and so when you get out of your, all of your restrictions, when you get out of your identity, which is eventually restricting you in some way, then you access like the full on power of unlimitedness. Mm. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so powerful. Cause it, I think it's like, even me listening now, I'm just like, blown away by the the concept of it. Cause I, you know, I've, I've, I'm not uh, someone who understands this, but I'm someone who's so, very interested in things like this so it's so fascinating to think that we can actually get to the point where we strip ourselves of our identity and we are really reaching our limitless potential uh, as a as a as a soul here on on earth because it but it's because we can't a lot of people can't imagine that because like you said they only take what's in front of them and what's their identity and what's on this surface level 
Yeah, it's like it's like the way you live your life. You're living your life through a filter that you've mm. created and that you keep adding on and on and on and on to, and that's like removing all of the layers basically and yeah and then it gives you like a really fresh approach to life and you get to you get to expand yourself into like a higher a higher version of yourself basically I love that so in terms of things like law of attraction because I know a lot of people would be interested to know in terms of things like manifestation and stuff how does that actually apply and like what is the I guess the science behind that and and how you would actually use that in a way that's that actually makes sense because I think we talk a lot in in manifestation that's kind of like people expect they kind of just say it and then they sit there and they wait and it comes to them you know (laughs) so how does it actually work okay so first of all I'm gonna say this I don't think that anyone fully fully understands the science behind manifestations and there's different schools of thoughts and like no research has like proven things as like yes it's set in stone actually the very principle of science is that something is true until proven wrong so Mm -hmm. (laughs) things might you know evolve in that field but the so the one of the principles behind the law of attraction is um the principle like the entanglement quantum entanglement and that is basically the idea that like two molecules even if they're like separate like separated even if they're like super far away if they were linked at some point if they were connected at some point they will still behave in the same way even if they're separated and like one is on one side of the universe and the other one is on the other side so what does that mean if you think about the fact that we all came from the Big Bang, so we all came from one single thing, it means that we are connected to everything in our known universe. We are connected to all of that. And that means literally you have, you have influence over whatever it is you want to attract. So when like, that's kind of this idea that when you when you vibrate at, at a certain level, like when you embody, when you embody what you want, your desired outcome, then it will come to you. It will behave the same way and like come to you basically. Then there are other things as well. For example, like I was saying, you know, the one of the principles of the quantum field is like in the quantum field, every single possibility exists until you observe one. And then the one that is observed comes into creation. That's been like, that's been proven by science actually. Mm. And one of the scientific experiments behind it was, I think it was, I might be wrong with this, but I think it was Einstein and Bose, I think who made this experiment where they were trying to measure whether light was a particle or a wave. And so first they measured for a wave and they were like, oh, great. Yeah, we found it. It's a wave. And then they were like, well, we need to complete the experiment. So let's measure, let's measure for a particle as well. They measured for a particle and they found that, oh, light is both a wave and a particle. Well, how does that make sense? Because it can't, like things can't be both apparently, but apparently they can. Um, And so what they came up with, was the fact that you get the result of what you measure for. 
Mm. And that kind of works for the law of attraction. If you if you go into something thinking like I'm going to fail, then well probably, you know, things are not going to go as well as you would like them to go. But if you go into something with like a very positive mindset and you're like, yes, I'm going to get this result, then you're probably going to get it. Or at least you're going to get a positive result because you get what you measure for, if that makes sense. I love the way you describe that as well, because it's not taking away from the fact that you do still need to actually go out there and kind of and do do the work that it's like the intent, the intentional action behind that. And, and you take the steps, but but also by just shifting the way you look at the result because I think so many people they they start things and they think oh this is pointless I'm never going to get anywhere and they don't realize the the power that their their language has on their ability on their ability to actually achieve something yeah absolutely manifestation I think it was this the the first book that I read on it on the love attraction was the secret and it it's oh, okay yeah. it's very oversimplified in the sense like you want the perfect parking spot, just visualize it and you'll get it, basically. <laughs> but what they kind of don't go over in the secret is like, you can visualize the perfect parking spot all you want. If you don't drive to the parking spot, well, you're never going to get it. Um, <laughs> oh, I love, I love that. <laughs> that is my new favorite uh, <laughs> like example of a uh, manifestation. <laughs> but that's that's what it is like manifestation works like it it does it truly does but it's a combination of your energetic self your mind and your body obviously like your energetic self in the sense that you know you want to be like embodying the energy that you want to attract into your life then the mind you want to wire your mind for your results so if you're wiring, like if you want a result, let's say, I don't know, let's, let's take a, a silly one again. You want to be a millionaire, for example. So you want to be a millionaire, but your mind is wired in, in a way where you're like money is bad, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you have those limiting beliefs, which I think a lot of us have around money anyway it's like it's such a totally totally especially in this this kind of community you know people feel like that it's it's not something that they can go after because you know it's not it's a bad thing to ask people to money but like it's it's a form of energy right (laughs) you know yeah absolutely money is just a tool it's literally Mm. I mean at this point what is it even is like it doesn't even exist in gold. Like we've outgrown that. Now it's just numbers on the screen. So mm. it's like, I, I actually, it makes me laugh when people say, oh, if you want money, you need to vibrate at the same like uh, frequency that money. And I'm like, well, money is nothing. Like, how do you want to vibrate that low? Like, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, I love that. It's like, if you want like, also, like one of the things that I work a lot on with my clients when they come to me where it's like, I want a healthy money mindset or I want money. And I'm like, for what purpose do you want money? Because money in itself, what are you going to do with it? Roll in it? Like look at it on your screen? <laughs> it's like, why do you want money for? Because we all want money. Well, I guess, I hope so. We all want money because we want to do something with it. 
Mm. Like we want to share it, we want to travel, we want to make the world a better place, we want to buy a home or whatever it is. So you have to you have to connect with the the experiences that money is going to give you, not the money itself. Like, do you? I mean, you're like if you tell your mind like, oh, I want those like seven numbers. I want to see those seven numbers on my screen. Your mind, like, outside of that, outside of every every other thing that you will do with the seven numbers, your mind will be like, that's not really exciting, you know. Mm. You know, you can type them into your notes, and like, you'll be like, well, that means nothing, you know. But like, the experiences that you're able to have with it, that's what you want to connect with. Mm. But obviously, if behind that your mind is wired in a way like. You've grown up in a family where, for example, I don't know, your parents were always like worried about money, like that there's there was never enough, or grown up around people telling you like, oh, like those rich people are all bastards, you know. Obviously, well, there's like there's a conflict of interest in your mind because your mind doesn't want you to do something that goes against your values, right? So you have to work, you have to work on that. And expand yourself out of those limiting beliefs. And then that's the mind. And then obviously on a physical level, you have to do something. Because if you sit here, you know, it's like that same story of like there was, I think it was someone who was like a homeless person who was praying to God every day. Like, God, please, please, please make me win the lottery. Like every day, every day, every day. And then eventually God got enough of it. He was like, please, please buy a ticket. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's, you have to, you have to take actions for things to manifest in your life. It, it's like, it's a combination of all the levels, not just the mind or not just the spirit, you know? Totally. I absolutely loved that's probably like the best explanation of that I've ever heard. <laughs> so it's really, really fascinating to hear it in that way, because I think that just, it puts it in perspective for people because I think a lot of our society, we want things so quickly. We just want it to like magically appear, you know, without having to put anything into it and stuff. But if we don't put that, you know, if we don't show the universe what we want, like, like you said, buying that ticket, you know, then how can we ever expect the universe to provide that for us? Because it's, we're not, we're not we're not on the level of the thing that we want you know on, we're not on that same energetic level of the thing that we want yeah absolutely and like being on that level is also something really important because eventually like a lot of people um expect like for humongous things to come like tomorrow and like i know now in like in a spiritual tribe and like self-development tribe there is a lot of people who talk about quantum leaps and like quantum leaps people have this idea that you go from one day you do this to tomorrow you have a seven-figure business for example that's not quite how things happen <laughs> in order to create a quantum leap according to science you have to have the right environment for it so things have to be prepared for that quantum leap to happen so if you expect yourself to be a millionaire, for example, tomorrow, but you've been, you've been broke for all your life and like struggling to make ends meet, you have no idea how to handle 
a million dollars, for example.、Mm. So the universe isn't going to go like, here's a million dollars. And actually, you see it happening a lot with people who win the lottery and then are broke again a year later because they're like, they don't know how to handle exactly, it. Exactly. It's like money, yeah. We, we, the only thing we know is to spend it. So they're just going to spend it all. Mm, and on the things that are not actually really going to serve them, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, with every single thing, like,、um, I think it was like Catherine Zinkina from Manifestation Babe who was、uh, saying, like, quantum leaps, like, baby steps are quantum leaps in disguise. So, it's like every single day, the actions you do to kind of prepare yourself and prepare your environment. And like every single day where you show up as your higher self, show up as your future self, show up as the person who has what you want. And like does what she do and learn what she l e a r n the knowledge that she has. Then you get this quantum leap. And then eventually you like look at your life and you're like, holy fuck, I'm like, I'm here. And I was, I was here and now I'm here, you know? And then it feels like there was a big shift. But actually, it's because you were showing up every single day and doing the work both. On the spirit, mind, and body level, you know,、mm. it's that's that's very important to understand that like manifestation is not just the mind, it's not just a spiritual thing, it's like it's interconnected, like everything is totally, totally. I love that, and I think I love what you said as well about it's kind of like the universe is is almost preparing you for that that part of you, it's, it's like. Not, not testing you, but in a way, it kind of is seeing if you're you know, willing to keep showing up in that way and embodying that person that, that you say that you want to be. Because you know, if it's going to hand it to you on a plate, like you said, it's like these, million, these people that win the lottery and they just don't know what to do with it.、Um, and they actually get themselves stuck in a lot of you know, very difficult and challenging situations because they weren't prepared to actually take on what, what, they, what they won, basically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like, I think a lot of people see manifestation as like, there, there are people like who they want to manifest something and then it doesn't work instantly or it doesn't happen the way they want it. And then they kind of go like, oh, this shit doesn't work. But actually, everything happens for a reason. Every single thing that happens is meant to expand you in some way. And make you grow on a soul level so that you know you can reflect that onto the whole of the collective. And then, you know, like we grow as a whole, and every single experience that one person goes through then somehow also links with what someone else experiences. And then I went on a tangent there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, 100%. Like, I think as well, sometimes that's actually the hardest things that we go through in life are actually, you know, I think it's, it's, it's difficult. Like, I, I like to say that everything happens for a reason, but I understand why people would, be, would feel triggered by that as well, because obviously there's a lot of, there's a lot of trauma and challenge in, in people's lives that, you know, they say, well, what, what is this reason for this, you know?、Um, but sometimes the reason doesn't show its face, you know, when you're experiencing the challenge or when you're currently going through the challenge, you know, it could be another five, even 10 years down the line where you're like, oh, that's why this happened to me. That gave me that perspective. And I mean, 
it's like a lot of us, we look back at the trauma in our lives and we think like, now I can reflect on some things I've, I've been through and think, thank fuck I went through that because I wouldn't be able to show up as the person I am now doing what I'm doing now if I didn't have those areas of my life to ref- reflect back on. So like in terms of, in terms of that, how, how can this space be used as like a great kind of healing tool for people and to actually, you know, bring their gifts, gifts to the world? So I want to like, okay, so there's two things. So first of all, every single thing that you go through obviously builds the person that you are in some way. Like the, I know the reason I took the path that I took with like wanting to help people is because I went through a lot. I went through a lot and I had to figure it all. Yeah, I had to figure it all out on my own. And that was, I mean, that wasn't the nicest time to be honest um but now I look at it and I'm like exactly like thank god I went through all of that because now I know kind of how this works and I know how to help other people and I trained myself to be able to do that but there's also something else like you were talking about trauma for example and like sometimes going through something and not knowing like why it's happening and so there's um, through my through my NLP training, there's a technique that we work with called time-based techniques, and this is based um, this is based on a few things. So one of them is the fact that all of your memories, absolutely every single one of your memories, is stored in your subconscious mind, even the ones that you might not remember consciously, but all of them are stored in your subconscious mind, and every single memory is stored kind of in the form that it was in that moment. And some events we went through in life. So first of all, every single event we go through in life is here to to get us a learning, to teach us something. But the thing is, sometimes we go through an event, we go through something and we don't get the learning because the space wasn't safe for us or maybe we weren't in the right state to get that learning and when this happens that's when memories are stored and they still carry an emotional charge so think of trauma for example so trauma is eventually is essentially a memory that still carries a really strong emotional charge and the reason for that is because it's kind of frozen in time and replaying replaying through your current life in some way because it's like, hey, we didn't get the learning, we didn't get the learning, we didn't get the learning. Now, that might not be conscious. Like, for a lot of people, for example, like things are replaying as limiting beliefs or like patterns. For example, someone who went, like someone who went through abuse as a child might recreate that through their relationships. Mm. And so the way this can like the way we can resolve this is by working with time-based techniques so um the way it happens like the way it works is like we all have a timeline if i ask you to think for example where is your past where would you point Mm -hmm. like you would point in a certain direction like for example my past is on this side and then if i ask you to point like where is your future my future personally is on this side and that creates a line and that is my timeline the way my subconscious mind materializes it and the beauty of that is that you can travel along your timeline both into your past and into your future and also into past lives 
or like other generations if that's something you believe in that's how like past life regressions work basically you just basically travel along your timeline and the timeline of your ancestors or your other incarnations and along this timeline all of those every single memory of every single event that you've been through and are stored there basically and you can go back with the power of your subconscious mind you can go back to a memory that hasn't been resolved for example and go back there with all the learning all the learnings and the knowledge that you have today and get the learning then what happens when you get the learning that memory gets resolved and it no longer carries an emotional charge and that in itself will sometimes it also like heals and resolves other memories that were like repetition of that mm -hmm. missed learning but also it completely changes the patterns in your life and into your future as well i went on a tangent a bit there but that's kind of like no no super interesting i'm so yeah i'm really interested <laughs> um so that's how also you can use you know your traumas and the events in your life the stuff that you've been through that isn't quite resolved mm. for the greater good of yourself but also obviously when you when you become better when you work on your personal development obviously it influences your environment and the people around you as well totally so. totally and i think that's so central because i think a lot of people i guess fear going back to a lot of their trauma as well um, and don't realize uh, i guess a lot of the the lessons and the healing that actually lies in going back there but it's, I guess it's a scary thing for a lot of people to do because obviously the first part of going back to your trauma is kind of revisiting it. And that first step is very scary. Yeah, absolutely. I've done it. It was scary as hell. There was a lot of crying involved. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. I can, yeah. <laughs> thankfully, um, so thankfully part of my training is obviously to hold space for that to happen, but also... Mm -hmm. Since we are working with the timeline and the way we go back to memory is by floating above the timeline, we are able to use the power of the subconscious mind to like float above the memory. And that way we don't get like associated with it and we don't have to go like into it, into it. So mm. in that way, we don't get hit by the, the trauma full blown, if that makes sense. Like as if you were back there experiencing the yeah. whole event again. Yeah. There are some techniques to dissociate yourself from the from the actual event. And then that way you distance yourself from all the emotions as well. Um, and you can st and you still get the learning. And then once the learning is there, actually most people find, and I've experienced this myself as well, you can go into the memory and it's fine. Mm. because it's like, not, yeah. it doesn't have that it doesn't have that power over you anymore because you've kind of learned to to understand what what actually the purpose of that part of your life was and what lies in that for you to to kind of use in the future yeah absolutely absolutely okay. so how does um because I know you I see a lot of this on your Instagram how does how does hypnosis tie into tie into this so hypnosis is is basically a technique of deep deep relaxation where you put your conscious mind to the side 
and you just you just access your unconscious mind and the way just for just for anyone listening in terms of conscious and unconscious what do we mean by by that like you know a conscious mind and unconscious mind some people might think what is the difference between those two <laughs> oh yeah absolutely that's true I talk about them like it's obvious yeah everyone. same same <laughs> but I always I always forget that some like because I have some friends that sometimes listen to an episode I do and then they're like Emma uh, like I didn't know what half of that was about <laughs> so now I'm trying to be more aware that sometimes people don't necessarily know <laughs> um absolutely so so the conscious mind is basically the part of your mind that is aware of everything right now. So, for example, my conscious mind is aware that I am talking to you. I'm looking at my screen. Uh, I'm hearing your voice when you're speaking. So this is your conscious mind. Your unconscious mind is everything else, basically, that is storing all of your emotions, your thoughts, your memories, your values your behaviors, your strategies, basically everything that makes you behave the way you behave and makes you understand the world the way you understand the world. And yeah, so it's basically the like the background program that runs most of your life without you being conscious of it, which is why it's called the unconscious mind. And yeah, so basically it filters everything that you perceive through your conscious mind. It filters all of that through, like I said, your beliefs, your memories, your values, all of that. And then it distorts, deletes, and generalizes. And that creates your perception of the world. And that creates your reality. Mm. So great. <laughs> and it oh, and it runs your body as well. So it runs your body if you think, for example, breathing. You don't do that consciously, thank God, if we had to remember. <laughs> remember to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes I do. Like, sometimes I'm just like, you know, when you're in those, like, deep meditations and then all of the gu- sudden the guy on the thing is like, remember to breathe. I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I now. mean, there is, like, mind you, you still breathe, like, maybe not as deep as you should, but you're still <laughs> breathing in some way. Your yeah. heart is still beating. Your blood is still flowing through your veins. You know, that's all your unconscious mind doing mm. that. Not, like, yeah, because, you know, if we were to, if we had to consciously think of every single thing that happens in our body for us to be alive, it wouldn't be fun. <laughs> no, no. We'd be, I think I'd be have anxiety about 24-7 if that was the case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, keep keep the heart beating, keep breathing, <laughs> keep the blood flowing, keep moving the muscles. <laughs> so yeah, so that's basically your subconscious mind is like, oh, and I, I use subconscious mind and unconscious mind to in, talk in, about the same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some people make like a slight difference to a bit um yeah so if you think of of it as an iceberg if you think of your mind as an iceberg like the tip of Mm -hmm. the iceberg is the conscious mind and then the unconscious mind is everything that's below water yeah I love that I love that visual did that make sense (laughs) yeah 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 no totally yeah Uh, yeah I think everyone can especially the iceberg picture is a really good thing to imagine kind of you know what what's actually the the conscious level and what's the unconscious level so obviously how does so how does this now sort of we've got the understanding of how does this tie into to hypnosis so hypnosis is basically a way to put the conscious mind out of the way and access directly the subconscious mind and rewire the programming of the subconscious mind so like we were saying at the beginning that we live our life in a very habitual way 
So this habitual way of being is stored in, in the subconscious mind. So it's all the strategies, you know, like all the things that you do without thinking about it, like, I don't know, like walking, getting up in the morning, like the things you do on autopilot, for example, this is basically your wiring. And you can change that by accessing the subconscious mind and like changing, changing something. So the way hypnosis works is like when you are really deeply relaxed, you are at a different uh, brainwave level and you are able to imprint new things into your subconscious mind, which we call suggestions or which are pretty similar to affirmations. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, what can I use as an example? I have a lot of uh, a lot of my clients who uh, want to work on self-love, for example, through hypnosis. The way it works is like I put them into a deep state of hypnosis and then I will tell them things like you are enough, you are loved, you are whatever it is that they want to feel. And then their subconscious mind registers that. And then that's because it's being registered and imprinted into the control panel of your entire being, which is the subconscious mind. Then it starts manifesting into your life because, mm. you know, you no longer run on those old beliefs that I am not enough. I need to like, you know, um, there are conditions for me to be loved. I'm not beautiful. I'm not lovable or whatever. So this is the way hypnosis works. And sometimes I also combine it with uh, something similar to time-based techniques where I will get them to go back into like the, the event in their childhood when they decided that they weren't good enough and change mm -hmm. that. Because memories are something fun that you can change. The way memories are stored anyways And the way we consciously remember them is not the reality. No. Um, <laughs> Often it's a, it's a like very over-exaggerated, uh, especially when it comes to relationships, fantasized and, you know, romanticized, exactly. everything. <laughs> exactly. So you can go back into your memories and like move the furniture around and change things and say, okay, like that you as a child who felt rejected in that moment you can give you can give them the love that they wanted mm. you know so you can change that and by like reprogramming and changing that memory around then you are reprogramming all the events that have happened after that in your mind and that has a ripple effect into your into your daily conscious life if that makes sense no no it's so, so fascinating and and i guess You know, when someone's sort of like, you know, under hypnosis and stuff, how do they like in terms of when they come back around? Is this something that's immediate or is this sort of a gradual thing that kind of starts to show up in their life? Because um, you said, obviously, it manifests in their reality once it's kind of, you know, suggested into their con subconscious mind. So how is this process go from, you know, them actually not feeling enough to actually starting to feel like they are? So it honestly, it depends on people and it also depends on what you're working on. Like I know mm -hmm. some people use like hypnosis for to stop smoking, for example. So that will that mm -hmm. will be like an instant thing because now they've programmed this belief that cigarettes are disgusting into mm -hmm. their mind. So like when the person comes around and like if they're offered a cigarette, they just go like, oh, no, no, don't want that. 
Um, for things like self-love and like more like emotion-based things, it can take longer to for you to realize that it's manifested. And also sometimes, yeah, sometimes you won't even realize it as yourself, like that other people will tell you, you've changed so much, like you're, you no longer do this or you no longer react like this or you're so much more open or you're so much more confident. And then you're like, huh, oh yeah, something's changed. But you don't, sometimes you don't even realize it consciously because it's happening, mm. it's happening naturally in the background. Yes. Yeah. And like for me, for example, with my, my first ever experience with hypnosis, I did this, uh, it was like a recorded hypnosis. And the title was mm -hmm. uh, Never Be Affected by Rejection Ever Again. I was like, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like it would have been, I mean, that's, I guess that, that's a very big thing. <laughs> big one to like put on yourself <laughs> was it something that yeah. triggered you to kind of actually do that on yourself or was it just kind of like something that was kind of a, a pattern throughout your life you kind of wanted to solve no so I kind of so I, I kind of came across this kind of randomly and I thought oh I I'll do it it won't like it won't hurt mm. you know mm. why not I, I did it most mostly out of curiosity mm. and then I did the hypnosis and I, I felt really good afterwards, obviously, because hypnosis is incredibly relaxing. So if nothing else, you'll be like Zen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and sometimes also like a weight has been like you'll feel lighter, like a mm. weight has been lifted of your shoulders. Like I haven't had anyone, I haven't seen anyone coming out of hypnosis feeling like crap. No. Basically. You've seen uh, you've seen it, you've seen it at least make them feel relaxed and stuff. Yeah. And And then I went on with my life and completely forgot about it. And then things started happening in my life. All of the, all of the toxic people in my life started, like things started happening, like arguments that made us part ways. Mm. Um, back then I was in an abusive relationship as well. That also, that also fell, like fell apart mm -hmm. slowly, slowly, like things. It was became... like a, a gradual process. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then eventually I got to this point where I was like I'm getting what I want now what like what's that about <laughs> and then that's when that's when I remembered I did this hypnosis and like part of it it wasn't so much around rejection it was more about like being enough yeah. as yourself and especially for someone who's in that abusive relationship that's that's one of the I guess central things that you you need to actually feel to be able to to move obviously I've not experienced something like that but to actually be able to move forward yeah yeah absolutely like um obviously with that hypno like this hypnosis wasn't the only thing that I did um, no of course yeah um, there was a lot of other work for me to build up the confidence to stand up for myself but that that hypnosis rewired my mind in that mm -hmm. sense that I deserve to stand up for myself. I am enough. I am lovable. I don't have to put up with that, with this crap for, you know, to feel loved and to feel accepted by someone. And so that was kind of the, the healthy foundation that I didn't have before that led to all of the other things. And yeah, it took me like, yeah, I think it was like two years to realize, oh, holy cow this is what happened like this is what this created and it was like 
it was a pattern, like a continual pattern that I kept repeating and repeating and repeating throughout my life. And then suddenly it was, the pattern was broken and something shifted. And this is, yeah, this is how powerful hypnosis can be and how sometimes you won't even realize that something is happening, but something is happening because your subconscious mind literally runs your life. So if you rewire it differently, something is going to change. That's crazy. <laughs> I love I, I love that as well. And I love what you what you put what you speak about a lot um, on, on your Instagram about how, you know, it's not it's not for people that have, you know, weak minded or anything like that. You know, it's so important that people are aware of that. I, I think I say the same thing in terms of someone who likes, you know, I like to see a therapist. I like to see a coach. Um, and, you know, it doesn't mean I'm weak. It just means I'm looking to actually to grow and to stay on this this journey and this healing journey so I guess if someone's interested okay in in hypnosis what what or but they're a bit apprehensive about it you know what what advice would or guidance would you give them with that so the first thing the first thing to know about hypnosis is that and it's actually written in the law hypnosis is considered as self-hypnosis all hypnosis is considered as self-hypnosis and that means that you are not going to go any further than you are comfortable with. So that's the first thing to know. And that's why for some people, hypnosis doesn't work because they simply believe that it doesn't work. They, doesn't, they don't allow themselves to be hypnotized. They don't allow themselves to like open up their subconscious mind. And that's a really important thing to to understand so it's not absolutely it's absolutely not about like being weak-minded or strong-minded it's about are you open to it and how deep mm. are you comfortable going and it doesn't you know you don't you don't ever go deeper than you're comfortable with and you also don't accept any suggestions that don't feel right to you that don't you know mm. because even though you might be in a state uh, like when people, when some people get into really, really deep, deep, deep hypnosis, they don't remember what happened during the hypnosis. And that can be a little bit scary for some people. Although I've seen this happen only with people who were hundred percent comfortable with it. And like, who were just like, not bothered, you know, whatever. Like I, I quite like hypnosis. Mm. I want to go as deep as I can. And even then your subconscious mind has like a blueprint of perfect health um, for yourself and it won't let you accept any suggestion that will go against that so you can't be hypnotized into mm. jumping off a bridge for example that doesn't work yeah yeah and for anyone who's seen like stage hypnosis or things like darren brown for example those people are pre-selected in advance and they are tested and there are people who are actually open to having that experience. So, you know, you want like, even with stage hypnosis, the reason, the reason they choose a specific person is because they know they have like, they have ways to tell this person is up for acting like a chicken because they will have fun with it, you know? <laughs> yeah, they're like, They've actually said that that's something that can happen to them and they'd be comfortable with that. Exactly. So 
but yeah if you're not comfortable with acting like a chicken you like someone can try and put you under all the hypnosis in the world you won't act like a chicken it's it's that simple honestly I guess it's for a lot of people um you know it's kind of just it's also the fear of the unknown a lot of these things especially a lot of the things that we're talking about now it's for some people it's just like you know it's never been part of their their even their vocabulary let alone their their life or their interests so I can see why to some people they would just be look at this and just think you know what on earth how do I even start with any of this yeah so one of the first things that I always tell my that I always tell my clients who are new to hypnosis I tell them don't expect to feel hypnotized because you won't feel any different than in your everyday life if we were to describe hypnosis it's just a really deep state of relaxation and you're listening to someone say things Mm. that's usually what happens so you're in your body you're like really comfortable with your eyes closed and like maybe you feel yourself like relax deeper and deeper and then someone is telling you nice things you know like you're lovable you're enough you know you're an unconditionally lovable being whatever so nothing like nothing crazy happens honestly um (laughs) that for like that's literally what hypnosis feels like it's nothing super different um nothing that you might haven't like that you might have not experienced before like the worst thing like not the worst thing the deepest thing that can happen is what happens when you're asleep Mm. so you wake up in the morning you don't remember your dreams and your body was like not moving for most of the night Mm. that's the deepest thing that can happen is like you feel like you're asleep Mm. that's it and that's probably going to make people really see it from that perspective because I think it does have like you talked about with Darren Brown and stuff it does you know hypnosis people automatically think of that person you know waving something in front of them and then you know they're gone and they're like you said acting like a chicken (laughs) but you know it's obviously (laughs) to understand it from a perspective of just actually a a healing process in some sort of way is actually a lot more powerful absolutely absolutely and uh, as a matter of fact I'm not sure where the thing (laughs) comes from because I haven't seen any hypnotherapist use that like it's (laughs) literally like just close your eyes and like now relax your muscles and then you know deepening techniques but yeah I have no idea where that came from either it must it must have been a movie somewhere (laughs) maybe maybe it is a technique that I don't know about but uh that's that's how I know most hypnosis goes um but yeah, absolutely. I can see why it would be scary. When mm, you see cool. those things. So, so where where can people find you, Mel? Um, so people can find me on Instagram at Helographic, and then I have my website, which is all linked in my bio on Instagram. But yeah, if they want to find out more about what I do and like who I am and what I'm passionate about, um, yeah, definitely Instagram is the best place. And definitely do. That's where uh, that's where I found Mel, and she's got some really really great and and fascinating stuff on there as well. Um, so so to wrap up, we just finished with one last one last question for our guests, and uh, that's to share a message that comes from your soul. So that could be something just that someone needs to hear right now, something that intuitively comes up for you. 
Um, yeah, so to stay, kind of stay on the quantum theme, just always remember that whoever you think you are, you are always more than that. I love that. Short and sweet, but absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much, Mel. It's absolutely been a pleasure having you on. And yeah, that's that was a that was a powerful episode. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for having me. That was a real pleasure having Great. this conversation with you. Thank you so much, Mel. Thank you. Thank you. And that's a wrap from today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining in. Don't forget to tune in next week, Monday and Wednesday, 7 p.m. EST, as more of my guests and myself share some incredible stories and inspire you a little bit further to step outside of your comfort zone and step more into who you are at a deeper level. Don't forget to join our podcast community using the links in our bio and you can connect with us on social media. I hope this episode gave you a little bit of inspiration and the courage to step into your power and share your soul. Thank you again and I'll see you next week. Thank you.